Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome to another podcast from insidecarolina.com the independent voice of unc sports brought to you by johnny t-shirt.com the go-to provider for all your tar heel gear Welcome into the Inside Carolina podcast. This is the Scoop UNC's premier football recruiting podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin. As always, I'm joined by Don, Donnie Scoops Callahan, live from suburbia, USA. What's going on, man? Not too much. As you know, I did some traveling. We'll talk about it a little bit more later on in the podcast, but I actually went to Virginia, wow. and you and I have talked about before, so this is not news to you. I uh, did a little bit of research, headed to the Old Dominion State, and uh, I was, my research told me that there's going to be a lot more restrictions as far as masks are concerned, but uh, those, I guess, that research proved wrong once I actually got to Virginia. kind of felt like at least the area I was at was uh, far less restrictive on masks or far less people wearing masks than in in my area. What has been your experience, is it particularly considering that you did some <laughs> traveling yourself, went to the coast? Yeah, you know, you always know how to bring in the listeners with your just riveting uh, starts. Well, this right is there. what everybody is talking about, though, right? <laughs> I mean, this is all yeah, over the place. Just, yeah, uh, I went to the coast, went to Morehead City, Beaufort area down east, and no one was wearing masks. I uh, went to the Big Rock tournament for a little bit. I actually saw Tommy Ashley there. Shout out Tommy Ashley. Did you get his autograph? I did not. During the uh, Big Rock thing, I was kind of down there to see if, you know, Michael Jordan was going to catch another fish. He ended up not catching a fish. I was there when he had one. They had one hooked out there. and but the, the hook what is, uh, right, What's the situation with Michael Jordan? I mean, does he have bodyguards? Can you get close to him? I mean, I didn't see him, but from what I tell, I mean, he was probably had a couple guys with him, but he was with a crew of, of fisher guys that, that had that boat, fishermen. Okay. It was his boat, I think, and, you know, they pay an entry fee into this big rock thing, and then, you know, he's probably not doing the fishing, and he's not doing the driving, but he was there. I never saw him, but uh, down in Moorhead City, man, down east, no one was wearing a mask, a little sketchy, didn't spend too much time around there. It was cool to see. Uh, you were in Kernsville for the Javari Ritzy commitment. Then you went to Virginia. Let's get into the podcast here. We're going to start with a little update on Jaden Chalmers, the 2020 UNC cornerback signee. 
uh, his plans for enrolling at UNC have changed. But they're going to get into your time in Kernsville on Friday night for the Javari Ritzy commitment ceremony. They're going to talk about your time in Virginia with Tony Grimes and a lot of uh, Tidewater area recruits. And uh, we're also going to bring on Javari Ritzy. That's the big interview. We're going to have Javari Ritzy on, UNC's new four-star defensive lineman commitment for an interview. We'll close with our top five and maybe get to the weekly scoop as well. First, I want to tell you and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Inside Carolina podcast. That helps us, helps us get, uh, you know, get more eyes and ears onto our podcast. Rate it, review it, give us a five-star rating. Tell us how great we are. Tell us how much, how much you love Don and submit that wherever you listen to your podcast. And this podcast, of course, is brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt and Johnny T-Shirt.com. Okay, let's get into it before we bring on Javari Ritzy. Don, Jaden Chalmers, update on him. The floor is yours. Yeah, so he signed with North Carolina as part of the prior class. And he will not be enrolling in the next, I guess, few weeks like a lot of the other incoming freshmen are uh, because he's going to spend at least one semester at uh, Fork Union Military Academy prepping. Okay. Uh, you know, he didn't meet academic requirements in order to enroll at UNC, and that's why he has to head that route. For those who have followed recruiting for a long time, you're familiar with this because UNC used to do this all the time. Actually, it's been a, a long time since UNC has done it, but you, you typically if a guy doesn't qualify or doesn't meet uh, the, the admission standards, they would go to either Fork Union or Hargrave or Milford. Mm-hmm. Hargrave no longer has a post, post-grad program, but that used to be the one that, that UNC would, would lean on the most because it was the closest. Uh, so the hope at least from Chalmers' perspective, is to get his academics in order and then be able to enroll at UNC in January. And uh, so obviously, if you followed his recruitment, we did a great, a long, um, uh, emotional, if I can say, uh, scoop uh, inside his commitment uh, where just he, him and his dad kind of broke down just how how much of a dream it was for him to play at North Carolina, and so for him not to be able to make it is is kind of sad. What was what was your impressions, your your um, thoughts when you kind of heard that news? Yeah, I mean it sucks. I mean think about how excited someone is to to get to college and and to join a team to be part of this group. He's probably been interacting with all these commitments, and they're all excited about getting to campus. And I mean it's really the next part of your life, and you kind of look forward to it all through high school. And to get into your dream school and get that offer and play football with a program that's that's on the upward trajectory, and then to have that taken away or postponed, that has to be tough. So, see what happens with Jaden Chalmers. I mean, do you do you, what's your take on him having a shot to to get into UNC? Anything on that? It, it's just North Carolina hasn't had a whole lot of success in recent years. You know, like I said, the last time that UNC placed a kid at a prep school was James Summers and. Um, uh, Monte Taylor, who um, okay. was back in the 2000 and God, what was that 2013 class that, that they would have been part of, and they didn't. They both didn't qualify, and and UNC hasn't really messed with prep school kids since then. The one thing I'll kind of add, which kind of adds to the the I don't know the tragedy of this situation was, mm. and I actually spoke to him, spoke to Jaden. I guess it was about a month or so ago, and and. He was spending some time with uh, Ray Rose in, in Belmont, just kind of stay in the Charlotte area uh, because a lot of those Charlotte area signees and, and recruits were meeting up together and working out, you know, because obviously 
with the pandemic, it, it's been kind of hard to find fields that are open and all that sort of stuff. So he was spending a lot of time with, with the other signees trying to, um, to prepare. And then it turns out he won't be able to, yeah. to enroll with them. Tough. Uh, and of course, Jaden is cousins with Des Evans. Cousins and, and teammates, and, and they're super close. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, often during the, their recruitments, if I called one, the other was nearby, and they yeah. made a lot of visits together. So, so we'll see what happens there. Jaden Chalmers going to Fork Union Academy instead of UNC to get his grades up, to get scores up, all that kind of stuff. We'll see what happens with him looking towards a January 2021 enrollment, but nothing is certain right now. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what high school James Summers went to? He went to Page High School in Greensboro. He was really good at Page. They won a state championship that year. He committed to state, right? And then flipped to UNC. Yeah, that was Larry Fedora's – yeah, because UNC didn't have a quarterback in that class, and that was Larry Fedora's big kind of steal of NC State. And then he ended up never enrolling at UNC. I think he ended up at ECU. Yeah, so so after he left Hargrave, he didn't qualify, and then he went to a JUCO. Um, God, I can't remember which one. Then yeah, he ended up yeah. at ECU, and I don't think he. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know really how much he ended up doing at ECU. I don't remember hearing too much about him. He played a little bit. All right, moving on. Okay, you were in Kernsville on Friday night for the Javari Ritzy commitment ceremony. It was a pretty big deal. It seemed like a decent amount of people there. They had a whole setup with the um, tent and videos and presentations and stuff. I was following it literally from the beach. I was uh, right on the coast there with my laptop under a shelter at a state park um, waiting for the live feed to work. We'll blame you for the the issues with the live feed. Um, (laughs) So let's paint the scene here. Um, What was it like before we bring on Ritzy for this podcast? Let's get a quick look at what that scene was like on Friday night. Well, it was was basically his parents' wedding anniversary. So that's kind of part of it but obviously there were a lot of his high school teammates and and coaches and administrators that were there also uh, so it, his mom who and his dad um who did a, who planned this and set it up did an unbelievable job there was actual stage set up yep. they had great uh, sound system as you mentioned a bunch of um tents kind of set up to keep everybody out of the sun uh, plenty of food plenty of really good food um, <laughs> what was so, the food let's get a, let's get a breakdown I, mean, I, I know you basically ate. yeah <laughs> well, you know, typically I, I, I don't like, I don't feel comfortable eating in those situations, uh, believe okay. it or not. Okay. Yeah. But I was, I was talked into it by uh, Javari's dad. So <laughs> I did have a, a burger. Uh, it was basically, you know, barbecue food, uh, burgers, hot dogs. They okay. had some uh, f- uh, fried fish. Um, Ooh, you know, any, just, any sweet treats? They did. I didn't try any though. You know, okay. I, I'm in work mode there. So my mentality is completely different. Whereas when I'm not in work mode, I'm, I'm searching out the donuts in proximity. So dude, uh, part of work mode for me is eating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Continue. So, so yes. So, uh, great music as people kind of commented about from, um, those who kind of watched the podcast before Javari took the stage, uh, and, and really emotional sort of setting. And we'll talk about that with Javari, but, uh, him and his mom are really close and they've been through some things. And so I think this was a moment that kind of hit both of them emotionally. It was really, uh, you know, typically when you have a lot of people speak before a kid actually announces, it's, it's kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> they say a lot of the same things, but this, you can, you kind of felt it, uh, you know, me being there, mom was definitely, his mom was, was very emotional about everything. And you can, I don't think Javari anticipated being so emotional, 
but being up on that stage and then after hearing his mom speak about him and what they've been through and everything like that, it really kind of hit him. And we, we actually have the video of it. So if you weren't able to watch the stream live, we have a high definition video up on Inside Carolina. So definitely check that out. Yeah. So, and also, I mean, check out the commitment story, the Q and A for the premium subscribers, uh, the commitment video. I did an analysis piece talking to Barton Simmons and Steve Wiltfong and Clint Brewster, who are um, scouts and recruiting analysts for Twenty Four Seven Sports National. But that was really, that was a really good story as well. Uh, not to brag. Uh, so, tons of content. If you want to go back and check that out for Javari Ritzy, what happened with the live feed? So, we're still trying to work those kinks yeah. out. We, we just, I mean, really, we've only done a handful of them so far, and there's a lot of variables that are involved, and we get better each time, but obviously, there's still... There's just a matter of, like, Wi-Fi and, and having a good connection. Is that it, you think? I mean, I have an idea of what it is. I don't know for certain, but I don't know if, you know, our listeners really care. Okay. <laughs> they just want hey, it to work. I think, people, I think people enjoy inside the biz a little bit, you know? Yeah. You, you don't know how things work. Okay, great. And let's, uh, before we bring on Ritzy, let's preview the top five. We are going to do a top five at the end of this podcast, top five holidays. The next top five for our listeners to submit their responses, part of the community we're building here on The Scoop, is going to be, this is a good one. Uh, Family. We're a family. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if I want to include you in my family based on just genetic stuff. Well, I figured Um, the way we could view it is you and I are a same-sex marriage and all the (laughs) listeners are our children. All right, uh, the top five for next week or the next time we record, sorry, will be the top five most important players for UNC football for the 2020 season. So, you know, handle important however you want to take it. Uh, and actually, we're going to exclude Sam Howell. Sam yeah, Howell is out. I think it's important because I think everybody yeah. would have him number one. Yeah, so uh, other than Sam Howell, the top five most important players for UNC's 2020 season. It could be defense. It could be offense, you know. There's different ways to look at this. You know, maybe the guy who scores the most touchdowns is not necessarily the most important player because you got to have offensive linemen, defensive linemen. So take this however you want to take it. Top five most important players. I'm excited to see that as we kind of get into preview stuff for the 2020 season. We're ramping that up well as well on Inside Carolina. Um, okay, so when we have, we're going to have Javari on here in a bit. We're done with that. We're going to get into your trip to Virginia. Talk a little bit about Tony Grimes and any other scoops you got from players up there in the Tidewater area. Pretty cool you got to go up there because you interacted with Grimes and with his dad. We're going to talk a little about your weekly scoop, and we'll recap the Ritzy interview, and we'll get into the top five. So before we bring on Ritzy, I want to talk to you about Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. They are UNC – so they are Inside Carolina's loyal podcast sponsor. Very local you know, great customer service. We interact with them a lot on Twitter and in person, and they've supported us for years now. So we want our listeners to support them. If you are going to buy UNC gear, make it Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. And for UNC, for Inside Carolina premium subscribers, head to the message board and get that 10% off discount code on the UNC basketball message board or the Tar Pit football message board. 10% off your purchases, get a hat. Get sweatshirts, get T-shirts, get your gear for the upcoming season. For Olympic sports, they have soccer jerseys. They have just tons of stuff. When you go to that store, it's chock full with Carolina blue uh, and, and, you know, navy blue and white. Any color you want of of Carolina gear, Johnny T-shirt right on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill and online at JohnnyT-shirt.com. Okay, we are going to bring on uh, Javari Ritzy here shortly. 
So t- stay tuned. We'll be right back with the UNC five-star commitment. Four-star commitment. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And we're back on the scoop inside Carolina's premier UNC football recruiting podcast. We have a very special guest. We are joined by four-star defensive lineman out of Glenn High School in Kernsville, North Carolina, Javari Ritzy, UNC's newest commit. What's going on, Javari? What's going on? Not much. How are y'all? We're great. We're great. Uh, We got Javari here. Just woke up, and uh, he had a big workout yesterday. (laughs) We're going to dive right into it. Don, first question. Here we go. So, obviously, you and I saw each other not too long ago at your house, Mm -hmm. um, and you had a a ceremony. You know, nowadays with the pandemic, when you want to do an announcement, you have to do it in your backyard because schools are closed and everything. Your mom did an unbelievable job. How much were you involved in the actual planning and setting up and everything? Uh. Well, the whole thing, actually. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because she she was like, uh, "What what are your thoughts about thing like like this idea?" And I was like, "Well, we should just run with it." Like every idea she said, I just went with. It. So <laughs> after that, after that, hey, look, we had a a great uh, turnout. So yeah. So as far as you, I don't know if this was planned or not. So so tell me if it was. It got really emotional up there, more emotional than I can remember no. ever. So tell no, me, did, well, well, tell me about that. What what kind of? Because it seemed like it did catch you a little bit off guard. So yeah, what was it? What happened that kind of just hit you and everything? Uh, well, I guess I got really emotional because I was just really like giving God thanks and just tears of joy about everything like He got me through. And so I was like, wow, like this is really happening. So I just started crying out of nowhere. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is crazy. But did, how much oh, of man. how much of it was listening to what your mom said? Because she was she kind of started it off with with getting pretty emotional. Uh, I guess you could say that started it, but like I like in my mind, I'm like, wow, this is really happening. I just started crying like to enjoy because like, wow, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so just the intro, Javari here a little more. You know, Javari is ranked the number let's see, one forty two in the twenty four seven sports composite, number twelve. Strongest side defensive end, number seven player in North Carolina, but higher ranked by 24-7 sports, number 63 nationally, and joins a stacked UNC 2021 class that now has 16 commitments and is ranked number five in the nation. So your commitment to UNC, you know, you had been a guy Mm -hmm. that's on UNC's radar for a long time. And can you kind of go through, you know, the process from – you know, when you got the offer from UNC and, and your recruitment, and then ultimately we'll get into kind of why you picked UNC. What was your recruitment like? And, uh, yeah, just open floor to kind of discuss how your recruitment was. Well, with UNC, I think I got UNC's offer January 26th, I believe. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But then after that, we just started taking off and just started communicating every single day. Like, I don't think I missed a day without communicating to them. Or talking to them because like, even during sophomore year, they would reach out to my coaches and they'd be like, "Hey, tell Javari to call us," and I would call them and we would talk for at least thirty or long thirty minutes or longer, like every single day until I committed. 
And after I committed, I talked to everyone even more now because it's like we're family now. So it's like, it's like why not? So I just really enjoy getting recruited by them because they do a great job. Who are the major coaches you talk to? To be honest, I talk to every single one. Every single one. Uh, but really, but really, I talked to uh, four. I talked to Coach Longo, Coach Jay Bateman, Coach uh, Tim Cross, and Coach Mack. Coach Mack yeah. Brown, yeah. Yeah, so your area recruiter, your position coach, the defense coordinator, and the head coach. And then yeah. and big-time recruits, you get the whole staff involved. I'm sure you yeah. heard from, from most of the guys. Yeah. Just kind of show the yes. love there. Um, okay, so then what kind of – you know, you're getting recruited by a lot of big-time schools, you know, a lot of big-time mm-hmm. offers. What kind of change that made you prioritize UNC and make them the, the, ultimately the choice? Uh, I would really say UNC stood out more because of the consistency. Like, they talked to us, like, like, like I said, every day. And they would just show us, like, all the facts and real facts. And I was like, okay. Then we would go and look them up, and everything would be true. <laughs> so everything they told us was, like, not – not fake or not fake news or anything like that. And they never, like, I guess, how, how would I say this, faded away from talking to us. They never stopped talking to us. Even, like, some days when my phone would stop working, they would try to find a way to reach out. Like, they'll call my mom and be like, call him or uh, call us, like, through her phone because my phone would stop working. And so that that just – I was like, really? Like, wow, like, they really want me like that. So I was like, okay, then I'm going to push – I'm going to keep pushing it. You know what I'm saying? Keep pushing it. So I, it finally clicked for me that I'm going to UNC, i say, about four or five weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. And I see behind you, you have all your letters. I see a, a Georgia yeah. letter, UNC. Yeah, I, have a, I have a few few of them up here right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm, I may take them down on there yet. <laughs> I have, they're all around my room. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's really cool. How, uh, how crazy yeah. is it? You know, you're a high school kid and – how crazy is it to have all these big-time coaches, big-time programs recruiting you? Is that Was it kind of weird? or? I, I wouldn't say it's weird. I'd say it's pretty dope because not everyone has this opportunity. So I think – so I got to, like – you know what I'm saying? I can't take advantage of it and just be like, oh, yeah, I got this, I got that, I'm better than you. No, 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 no. And for me, I would find a way to help out other players that don't have the same thing. Like I say, like, the younger kids on my team, I would try to get them looked at by some of the coaches. Like, I'll tell a coach about this player or that player, and they'll, you know what I'm saying, they'll get in contact. They'll just start trying to, like, I don't know, build a relationship with them. Or if not, they'll just keep working, keep working towards it, keep working towards something to get there, get it, get it on their own, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, Don was recruited for ballroom dancing, so he had a similar experience, um, but just a different kind of sport. Yeah, you'd be surprised mm-hmm. how, much re- <laughs> how much schools really will come after you hard for ballroom dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, one, one more thing for your uh, on your recruitment here. So obviously you had a good relationship with the UNC coaches, and they were calling you, mm-hmm. and they were recruiting you hard. What about UNC mm-hmm. as a school, as a team, as a program attracted you, kind of outside of of obviously the coaches and what you liked about Mac and company? You know, I really I really enjoyed it. Like every time I would go up for a game or something, it was just live. And so after like every game, I would just have that feeling like this this could possibly be home. Like, I would talk to, like, Gavin Blackwell. We were at the game one time. He was, like, home. I was, like, home, question mark, and home. He kept <laughs> saying it. And uh, he just kept saying it. And I think it was, like, a week later, a week or two later. Well, I, I say a couple months later, he, he finally committed. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, wow. Like, this, he was actually being for real about this. And so I started looking into it because I was, like, like I really do enjoy UNC. And so after, after that, I finally realized. God finally told me after I would pray a lot finally showed me that UNC was the place for me uh, so I just went with it your recruitment because of the coronavirus pandemic 
was unique. Mm-hmm. You had a plan on visits. You actually, I believe right before the NCAA instituted a dead period, you actually had a couple of visits to North Carolina. I think one to South Carolina, a couple other schools scheduled that got completely wiped out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it like kind of having to basically hit, you were, you were at a point where you were getting close, I think, to, to getting a grasp on your recruitment, or you had a grasp mm-hmm. on your recruitment, but um, what was it like kind of having to, hit the reset button and change gears on how you wanted to approach your recruitment? I wouldn't really say it affected me because all the schools that was in my top five, except Ohio State, I visited. So I've seen everything about the school. So I was like, nothing really affected me. So do you regret not having the opportunity to visit Ohio State or, or maybe even making some return visits other places? Nah, no, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. No. <laughs> Did you – you know, and, and this is so hard to answer right now, but if not for that dead period, and do you think you would have made your commitment? I probably would have done the same date. Like I probably would have done June 12th. Same. Okay. Cause I, I play, I planned all my visits before June 12th. Mm-hmm. And so I was probably going to take officials. Like, I don't know. I say may or something. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what, that's what I had planned on doing, but I just didn't like really put it out there that I was going to do it like that. But I, mm-hmm. I had planned on doing it. But, yeah, that I, was I would have probably done the same day. Yeah, either that date or my homecoming for football. Gotcha. Which I was okay. like, uh, that's kind of too late. <laughs> so I was like, oh, let me go back to my original date that I had set for myself last year. Mm-hmm. Around, <laughs> around this time. I had set last year, like, let me go back to June 12th. And June 12th, of course, for those who are listening and don't know, is your parents' uh, wedding anniversary, yeah. which, yeah. Was, which is important to you. So at what point did you – I mean, you said it obviously. I think in 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 May. I think you said June twelfth. But mm-hmm. when did you start to kind of look at that date as a potential announcement date? Well, like I said last year, I say last year around April of last okay. of twenty nineteen. Because me and Michael Crowell, we were best friends, and we would talk about our days of when we're going to commit. We were like, let's commit, let's commit around June, because we because we both like month June. Like his mom's birthday is June second, and my parents' anniversary is June twelfth. So we just was like, let's stick with those dates. And we actually had those dates from last year, and we just stuck with them. But we weren't really, we didn't really say anything. We like made it like, made it like, oh no, we'll do it on this day, we'll do it on this day. But really, in our heads, we knew what they were. Now, Crowell yeah. is a our wide receiver who's committed to NC State. Yeah, what's that like now having a best friend who's committed to the the rival? Uh, I think it's I think it's cool because it's, it's the same high school, you know, because yeah. Glenn and East are, are rivals, mm-hmm. and so. I mean, I think it's cool, you know. <laughs> and yeah. and the, la- the last thing I wanted to ask you about is your college coaches had to, to change gears with, with the pandemic. There was a lot of, do, you know, I guess getting creative with Zoom calls, which wasn't as prevalent beforehand. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things, I guess, that you were dealing with that, that coaches were kind of throwing? Did you do a lot of Zoom calls? Were there any virtual visits or or anything, anything different then than there were that, that didn't exist prior to, or you weren't doing prior to. Um, well, I'll say the Zoom calls is different. I mean, because well, actually, I wouldn't say it was different because at one point, at one point in time when I did visit UNC, like say UNC, I met with all the coaches at one time, so it was a Zoom call we had. It was it was all of them at one time, and we just uh, finished off of what we had uh, started the last time we met all together. So I won't really say it was different, but for I say Ohio State was different because they did a virtual visit for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the coaches and staff. 
we were like, okay, this is pretty dope, but it's not like in person, and it's not so we can't really like get the feel of feel for or like, like is this really the spot or something like that? What um what is a virtual visit like for you know most? I think most fans have no idea what what it is. Um, it's basically like a tour of the campus, just not in person. Okay. You're just looking at it. You're looking at it through the screen. I don't really like it. But at the same time, you got to do what you got to do because of just all this stuff that's going on. So I think it's cool, but at the same time, I, I don't enjoy it because you're not, like, really there to see it in person because that feeling has it better. It's, like, different than looking at it through the screen because it's like, okay. So cool. is it essentially somebody at their football facility holding up a phone and kind of walking through while they're on a video call? No, or No, they already had, like, a – I get there. I guess they already had it prepared of like mm-hmm. all the different like pictures and stuff, pictures, videos of just each room or each thing they uh, have to offer at the school. So yeah, great. Don, you have any more questions there? I think you had ten in a row. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's get let's get into the uh, 2021 class uh, that you're mm-hmm. now a part of. You know, loaded on mm-hmm. both offense and defense. When you yeah. look at it, and obviously you know a lot of these guys, what are your initial thoughts on this class? And then we'll get into some more particulars. Uh, I would say we're going to win a national championship because we have literally, what, every top in-state guy. Except Evan. I wish Evan would have came, but it's all good. <laughs> but uh, Anna, Will, and Micah. But I think, I think it's pretty dope that, I mean, we still have some great players on the team. Like, everyone is a great player. Like, I can't really, like, say no one's not good. They're all good. So – I think we're going to win a national championship if we just keep doing what we're doing. Are there a couple guys that you, that you know better than others that, that stand out to you? Um, I would I know Caleb. Me and Caleb talk a lot. Me and Power talk a lot. Me and Gavin talk a lot. Let's see, Keyshawn. Right. Well, I say every, I talk to everyone about the same. I can't really say I can't really say no one's like not close with me because we're all. Did uh Did Drake May have a role recruiting you? He did. He would call me every day. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> but I think I, I was actually honored that he would call me every day because it's like, who who else would like, do something like that? You know? Yeah. So like, you look at they, the, I mean, they all did, but I, I mean, but I think it's pretty dope. My fault. I mean, to cut you off. No, nah, you're good, man. You're good. So <laughs> okay. you look at the defensive side, and I think this is very exciting for UNC fans because in the past, you know, with under Larry Fedora, it was very offensively centric. Now UNC is getting a lot of really, really talented defensive recruits. Keyshawn Silver, yeah. yourself, Ra Ra, um, you go down the line, Power Eccles, Gabe Stevens, um, mm-hmm. the list continues. You know, what do you kind of think about the defense they're building combined with last year's recruiting class, which included, I think, you know, four or five really, really good defensive linemen as well? Mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's nice because now we got what? We have a whole bunch of D linemen. Yeah. We're gonna we're we're gonna be fresh on the field, so I don't I don't really think it's gonna be a struggle for us. But um, our linebacker system is pretty dope. We got some fast, strong guys. Same with our DBs. Our DBs are pretty good as well. So yeah, great. Uh, you're up, Don. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you you look at the the great uh, cooperation we have here, teamwork yeah. we have. Um, yeah. <laughs> So you actually mentioned this a little bit. Speaking of teamwork, you mentioned this about trying to, I guess, help your your teammates get some exposure. 
you obviously play with Rara Dilworth, who's a four-star guy, commits North Carolina. So everybody who's listening to this or watching this should know about Rara. But you, your defense is actually pretty stacked. You have some um, some FCS guys who um, who are some of the top FCS recruits that are pretty good. And then also, mm-hmm. from what I've been told, um, North Carolina actually is really interested in, in Albert Red, who's a 22 guy. Um, on your on your defense, um, what what can you tell us just about some of the other guys on on your team? Uh, other guys on the team are some dogs. Like I can name every single person on the team. Like we'll say we have a rising sophomore. He's about six one two fifty. He's a D lineman. He's pretty tough. His name is Josh Nolan. He's going to be a dog. He play, He started as uh, as a freshman last year. Um, Messiah Baird, our corner. He's he's a dog. He will come down and hit anything. Um, and he's fast too. Uh, let's see. We got Kedrick Green, dog. Jahad Scales. He's a. He's going to be committing soon, July third. He's a. He's 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 a dog. He's a dog too. Our linebacker core, Albert Albert Red, Raneria. Uh, let's see. We got a rising sophomore. My little brother is even behind them. Uh, let's see. Jamel Craig Blakely. He's a dog. He's coming back to the defense to the dark side. We got. We gonna have some fun. Like he's a dog as well. A lot of dogs. Everyone's on that defense. Yes, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> no rough. cats we're on this a, team. No, <laughs> we're gonna have a we're gonna have a dominant defense this year. Rough, rough. Yeah. Okay, so to kind of close this out here, you know, I don't know how comfortable you are talking about yourself, but what do you think you bring to the defensive line? You know, what kind of play? What have they told you about what you can bring? You know, what where are you gonna play on the defensive line, and what do you think are some of your best attributes as a defensive player? I don't. Really, I can't. I don't. Really, I don't know. I don't like talking about myself. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I guess a monster, you know. Yeah. Uh, great athlete. I don't. Know. I don't really like talk about myself. It's kind of weird. Okay. Well, excuse <laughs> me. This. Do, do they want you to line up outside or inside? They want. They'll. They'll be. I'll be at the DM position. So I'll say the five technique. Okay. At some point in time, I'll probably be standing as well. Yeah, as you add more weight, maybe yeah. move inside and be a really athletic guy inside. Is that kind of yeah. what they showed you? Well, they said they said if I add more weight and still be as, as athletic as I am right now, I can still play outside. For sure. Well, what's your? Some, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go what's ahead. your weight right now? Uh, I'm at 265. I actually dropped weight since the last time I was at UNC. Yeah. But I picked um, up a lot of muscle. There you go. Weird. And you're a. Uh, Back and field guy, and you're the shot put. Can you kind of like break down, you know, how you think that helps you, and, and kind of what it's like being a shot put guy? Because I don't know. Well, never... I'm also I'm also a runner as well. Okay. I'm on all the relays. Yeah, all the all the relays we have. I'm on every A team we have, and I'm actually one of the fastest runners we have. Besides which is, <laughs> which is yeah, extremely <laughs> impressive for those who don't follow track. I mean, to have a guy your size, yeah. The running events is just – I mean, you must you must yeah. stick out like a sore th- thumb in uh, track yeah. meets. <laughs> so, yeah, like because we got Rara, he's fast, and then we got me, and we got a couple of other guys that's pretty fast as well. Which uh, which races do you do on track? Um, I do the 4 by one the 4 by 2 and the 4 by 4 Or possibly <laughs> if we don't – if we don't have any, like, relays for me, I'll probably either do – end up doing the Open 200 and the Open 400. Wow. And that's just like yeah. – uh, individual runs yeah yeah gotcha yeah uh okay so shot put what does that bring to, what do you think the shot put brings to your game like how does that kind of impact your strength and flexibility and, and technique for stuff for football well i say shot is a technique event i mean you got i mean you can have strength i mean well, you gotta have strength 
But like, it's really about a technique event. So if you had the technique, just having like just every technique you got or whatever you need for shoplift, it can help out with the DM position, like turning and stuff, having the hips, you know, just moving your, doing your shoulders, and it's it's a whole bunch of stuff that can, like really like translate to the DM spot. At the same time, it can go to the shot foot. So yeah. Cool. And then uh, one more question for me. Um, what was what was Jay Bateman like as a recruiter? <laughs> funny. He was a funny person, but I, at the same time, I enjoyed him recruiting me because he he never was like down. He was always up. He was always like happy. He would always tell me funny jokes and stuff like that to just persuade me to be like, yeah, this might be my coach right here. <laughs> and now he is my coach because I, I, I enjoyed him recruiting me. So, yeah. What what about Phil Longa? What was he like? Oh, man. I, I enjoyed him and his family. Actually, that's the same for all of them. I enjoyed all their families because all their families enjoy enjoy talking to me because I wouldn't even just talk to the coaches. I would talk to their the wives. Like, I would talk to Coach Mac Brown's wife, Miss Sally. Coach Longo's daughters, they, they enjoyed me and stuff like that. Coach Tim Cross's wife, his daughters, they were pretty dope. They're they're all just they're all just great people. Yeah. So that that just helped out with getting recruiting me. Tim Cross is an electric personality. We had him on a Zoom oh, yeah. interview a couple of weeks ago and he, he <laughs> yeah. seems he seems like an awesome person. Yeah. Yes he is. Yes he is. Yes he is. <laughs> all right, Don, do you have anything else for uh, Javari? No, I'm just uh, really appreciative for him to come on and definitely thank, no, thank your you. mom. <laughs> well, thank, <laughs> thank your mom for your help yeah. as usual. She's so super helpful, a wonderful yeah. lady. You're, you're, yes, very, you're very fortunate to have her as a, as a mom. I, I'm, yes, I'm sure sir. it sounds like you, you definitely know that. Yes, but thanks sir. for coming on. And, and one more thank question, you. Javari. Okay. What was it like with Don covering your recruitment? How annoying was he texting and calling you? And he was, he always he was hit not you <laughs> he was actually not annoying. I enjoyed when Mr. Don uh, with me. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a f- funny, funny and exciting person. So like every time I talk to him, it's pretty good. Yeah, funny looking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, All right, awesome, Javari. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on the scoop, and, and and we're looking forward to having you here in Chapel Hill, and then I guess a year or so. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, thanks again. We'll see you. All right. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. And we're back following the Javari Ritzy interview on The Scoop. Here's the Inside Carolina podcast, which is to you by Johnny T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. All right, Don, as you wrap up this podcast, what did you think about that interview? Uh, I mean, it was what I expected from him. He's a great kid. Always has full responses. You're not going to get him to say who was the, the most impactful coach. He's going to say the entire coaching yeah. staff. Uh, yeah, I, I thought just he paints a great picture to kind of just 
show what these recruits just that I guess the recruit community, you know, he's best friends with um, Micah Crowell, who's committed to state and, and obviously has a UNC commit on his team. Um, and, and just kind of talk about just how he was recruited. And then also I found it interesting just going a little bit deeper into what life was like as a recruit during the, during the uh, coronavirus with, with all the extra things coaches were throwing at, at him. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah. He seems like an awesome personality, fun loving, you know, kind of like seems like a very likable guy. Doesn't take oh, things yeah. too seriously. Um, so yeah, UNC is getting some good guys here so far. Okay. We got to wrap this up here. So Virginia, you're up there this weekend. Let's get a quick synopsis of your trip to Virginia and what you learned. So I went up there just for the backstory. I went up there for a practice that um, I guess the area coaches put on, volunteer, of course, so it's not associated with any high school. And so a lot of the top recruits in that area were there at this practice. Uh, we actually – the the practice was cut short by uh, the police department there yeah. because uh, since nobody was – practicing social distancing because that's impossible at a football practice and nobody was wearing masks the the police department shut it down which was interesting i did not get arrested good news um but as far as uh grimes uh, tony grimes the five-star cornerback from uh, princess Anne high school in virginia beach is concerned uh you know he didn't participate in the practice yet he, he actually had work that day and uh where does he we, work he works his his parents own uh, like some sort of, I didn't get specific details, but they own some sort of boating um, business. And so he does a lot of the, the labor stuff on there, which I think is incredibly impressive, especially if you follow him or his father on Twitter, because this kid is always working out, always doing school related stuff. And he's one class away from graduating high school. He could actually graduate high school in the summer, which kind of brings me to the first topic that people are asking about is you know, he has mentioned the possibility of, of taking that one last class online and then graduating early, graduating this summer and then enrolling at the school of his choosing in, in I guess would be August. As of right now, it seems like that won't be the case because he wants to play his senior season with his teammates. The only way that he would, he would graduate early and enroll early is if the high school football season was um, canceled. And as I said, it looks like that won't be the case. Uh, as far as where his recruitment stands, we had a full update with him earlier in the week. We're actually going to have a video interview with both him and his dad that we're going to post next week, which I urge everybody to be on the lookout for where he goes. Both him and his dad kind of give good perspectives on things. Uh, you know, I've been saying for a while, or I've actually been moving towards for a while, the fact that uh, North Carolina is, is, is becoming the team to beat. Mm. And, my, and my position with that was just solidified by just kind of talking to him. It looks like you're blown away by that news. Five-star cornerback, the top cornerback in the nation. I know. It's crazy, man. It's, it's, uh, we're going to have a segment on Tony Grimes in every podcast. It is ridiculous. That's awesome. Uh, good stuff. It seems like you're becoming – pretty close to the family, which is a good sign for the inside Carolina and all the subscribers that are lucky enough to read your great content. You're such a great guy. All right, let's uh, wrap this up. You know, there's some stuff on the weekly scoop. You can check out. We're kind of on a time crunch here. Nothing. Uh, you can go read it. And there's some stuff about offers during the quarantine. There's some stuff about uh, other recruits that have been offered, things like that. And a little bit about your visit to Virginia. Let's knock out this top five. The top five for the next time we record is your top five, um, five, top five most important players 
for the 2020 season. Top five UNC players for the 2020 season. Who you think is going to be most important, have the most impact? Let's go through holidays here. Don, how many submissions do we get? Top we five got, holidays. Sorry. Um, one, Not two, many. three, Not four, many. five, six. Just six. Yeah, I'm surprised. Just six. All right. Let's do two each and give our two, and we'll be out of here. All right. I'll start. You want to get out of here quickly. Well, I mean, I got, I got bosses messaging me. I got uh, stuff I got to yeah. do, and we had a little technical issue, so it, it ran longer than we expected. Not everybody yes. can live the luxury life that you live with without anything to do all day. Um, okay. Start from the top here. Uh, Dale always submits stuff. We'll go with Dale from Waxhaw. Top to bottom five, Memorial Day. We get to honor those who died while protecting our freedom and the unofficial kickoff to summer. Four, Mother's Day. We get to celebrate my wife and mom for all they do and have done for myself and my kids. So sweet. Three, 4th of July. Fireworks, grilling out, and the pool. What better way to celebrate America? Two, Christmas. I love this because of my kids. Fun watching them get excited for the buildup and then Christmas morning. And then one, Thanksgiving. I like to eat, and this is my Super Bowl. Must-haves are turkey, collard greens, cornbread stuffing, sweet potato biscuits, and pecan pie. Dale, that was beautiful. What a good list and good explanations. All right. I'm going to go with Brent from Gilbert, Arizona. One, because he's one of our further away submitters. And two, he just got in under, under the line. We got, I just uh, brought that in, put, posted this one. Uh, this morning. Uh, number five, Valentine's Day. My daughter loves this one because it's my birthday. That's interesting. Uh, number four, St. Patrick's Day. Dressing in green and trying to find leprechauns. Have you ever found a leprechaun? Can't say I have. Okay. Number three, Christmas. Not big Santa fans yet, but definitely enjoy the presents. Number two, Halloween. Dressing up and tricking people. And number one, Easter. This is interesting. Uh, decorating and finding Easter eggs is still taking place in our house. Good self-isolating activity. The one thing I don't think that you'll be able to relate to is that when you have children, especially smaller children, a lot of holidays, it brings a completely different dynamic to it, um, especially Christmas when they're younger. So maybe right. once we get some little Rosses running around, we'll be able to experience that. I can imagine being, because I was a child once, you know, you, you still remember that. Okay my second one here um and also was it john gave us an explanation for um tom collins uh oh yeah i'll just do john john from charlottesville his info from the last top five about tom collins it's an old man drink tom collins is a collins glass cocktail made from gin lemon juice sugar and carbonated water there you go all right his top five five my wife's birthday and Mother's Day on the same day this year. Yikes. My birthday often falls on Mother's Day too, Don. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The more you know. Happy birthday. Thank you. Four, May the 4th, May the 4th, Star Wars Day. Three, Easter, the most important holiday. Do you know why it's the most important holiday, Don? Why is that? I think for Christians, it's a high Christian holiday because that's the day that yes. Christ rose from the grave. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Uh, but not the most, most, most important holiday for everyone because everyone believes in different things. And that's okay. Two, Christmas. He loves the Christmas with the gifts. Okay. And one, Thanksgiving. Christmas without the gifts. You don't lose focus on what matters. Interesting. 
All right. I'm going to go Jim from Chapel Hill. Number five, Memorial Day, remembering family and friends who gave all. Number four, Fourth of July, got to celebrate USA independence. Number three, Halloween, ghouls, ghosts, kids, and candy. Number two, Christmas, giving and sharing. And number one, Thanksgiving, all <laughs> about family and friends together. Food. Love it. All right. uh, some different answers we had. Ryan from Chapel Hill says Selection Sunday. I think that's a great answer. He also had New Year's mm -hmm. Day. Um, I was trying to think out of the box, so maybe I'll think of some, th some things. All right, your turn, Don. Your top five. All right, my top five. I definitely went outside the box. Okay. Uh, so opening, opening day is on there, isn't it? Philly's opening day. It is not. Believe well. it or not, it is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So you'll never guess my number one. Um, do you want to try? Thanksgiving. Nope. No, no, okay. I'm, not, I'm actually not a big turkey person. You're going one to five or five to one? I'm going five to one. Okay, go ahead. All right. Number five, New Year's Eve. You know, just celebration parties, good time with friends. You not know, a Boston huge New Year's Eve guy. Not a New Year's Eve guy. Wow. Really? So do you, do you do something on New Year's? That's kind of the thing. It's like it's always built up. So I try to keep it low key. And then if, something, if it's fun, it's fun. If it's not, you're not disappointed. The other thing to it, which I think is a huge bonus, especially if you're a college football fan, there's a lot of bowl games, major bowl games, either on New Year's Eve or on New Year's Day. So you don't, you don't, you don't want to party too hard on New Year's Eve because you won't be able to wake up and watch the game, especially since some of those games start pretty early. All right, number four, Halloween, you know, candy is a big thing. Um, and uh, we, have, we have established a, I guess, uh, routine here that we kind of have a couple of the neighbors come to our garage and we kind of give out candy together and have some alcoholic drinks and we'll have the TV on and some music and all that sort of stuff. So um, a little, I guess, tradition we started in this neighborhood. Uh, number three, 4th of July, I had this on here. When I was growing up, my grandparents had, um, relatively speaking for the area, because I grew up in Philadelphia, they had a lot of land and in-ground pool. Um, they had enough land for like a, a volleyball um, game and and also for wiffle ball and all that and it was a huge event to where you know all fat it was almost like a family reunion um and then you know family members would invite friends so, i mean there would be literally hundreds of people i used to always look forward to it every year but then once my grandparents got a little older they stopped having it and what I, was that what, what holiday was that sorry fourth of july gotcha sorry i missed the first part i was confused. yeah so it'd literally be like a full day event lots of sports lots of I wasn't allowed to drink, but lots of alcohol drinks, lots of food, lots of different types of food. Um, it was always, always a blast. Um, number two, Super Bowl Sunday. Another thing, tradition we have is we've been having, uh, I invited you actually, and you declined, um, having uh, friends over, a little Super Bowl party here in the Man Tower. Um, and, you go up top uh, for that? Up top? So it, so it's it's both. So it's up top. Usually, right. what ends up happening is the guys up top and the women stay down wow. downstairs in the kitchen. Uh, but usually, once you know, how wow, that was super offensive. Ball. That was super offensive. Hey, that's my wife who makes things very divisive in the household when we have guests. Okay, you can for, take that up with her. For those who were not listening or didn't hear that, Don said the guys are up top watching football and the women are in the kitchen. We no, we have football downstairs also, but. They're Super barefoot offensive. and pregnant also. Um, anyway, uh, but usually uh, a lot of people end up leaving after the halftime show, and then everybody usually ends up in the man tower. So anyway, number one, can you guess it yet? 
You'll never guess it. Uh, is it opening day for like freaking hockey or some shit? Nope. Daylight savings. <laughs> it's the only, the only Father's day. day. Father's Day. Uh, Father's Day is, you know. The donuts. I, you do get donuts, although I don't know if I'll be allowed donuts this year, but we'll see. But um, daylight savings is the only day, is the only magical holiday that can give you an extra hour of sleep. You can't get there on Christmas. Nobody can give you an extra hour of sleep for Christmas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can't dress up like an extra hour of sleep for Halloween. <laughs> you know what is silly is that you didn't even include um, National Signing Day. Which is literally, yeah, I mean, it's literally the big, biggest holiday for your life. Well, you know how this is, though. I mean, I'm sure that your, your fandom has changed now that you're covering sports. So for me, signing day is a major work day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I worked in 24-7 sports headquarters, I mean, the food for that day was unbelievable. Morning, lunch, snacks, dinner, because we were there the whole day. I mean, we, yeah. I would work, I'd get there at 5 a.m. because of Central Time. 5 a.m. wouldn't leave until 8, 9 p.m. Because you had to switch mm-hmm. all the commitments. This is, this is early stage 24-7 sports. We didn't, have, we didn't have team riders for every site, so we'd have to switch every class to committed, to signed, you know, go through every class, get all the, all the stuff in. So it was pretty crazy. For the well, and, Buck, and Buck Sanders throws a blast for sign day also. That's, it's a lot of fun. But that's not a whole day thing. It's usually what's around 11 or 12, and you, you can have lunch. Um, Hickory Tavern has hosted the past couple of years. Yeah, we Great gotta event. About, we got to talk about the food on that. I got a couple suggestions if Buck's listening. <laughs> okay. Um, Buck all right. does listen. I know. I know. Well, I have some suggestions. You know, we're always, always want right. to get better and be better and change and, and, and do stuff like that. All right. My top five here. Okay. I made some changes here last second. So I'm going to try to do it on the floor. You included here. daylight savings, didn't you? No, I don't know. That is important to me. I, I want to wake up early and, and, and better mm. myself by working out, not sleep in and be lazy like you. Sleep is um, important. It is. It is. Okay. We'll go number five. I'm going to go, I'm going to go five is going to be July 4th. Okay. Why? Summer. And you like things that you said. I mean, it's just like you get on the water. If you, I, I like to do things on the water. So you get out, maybe boat, canoe, kayak, tube, um, it's hot. It's kind of everybody. Everybody's in a good mood. There's no, it's, it's just the weather's nice. There's so many pauses around July 4th. There's no gifts. There's no like, you know, things you have to do. It's kind of just a chill summer day and everybody gets it off. You don't like to give. <laughs> That's right. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. Four, I'm going to go college football Saturdays. Wake. Okay. I love that. I love that feeling, you know, get a workout in early and you kind of have the morning to watch game day. I get a little work done. And you're kind of enjoying it. It is a big work day once UNC starts playing, but there's just a buzz in the air. If you're in Chapel Hill, it's exciting. It's just, it, you get to get, you know, six or seven home games. And then I just love watching football, um, whether I'm home or, or at a game. So college football Saturdays, it's just a different feeling in the morning. I don't know if you have that feeling too. Yeah. You get the brisk air sometimes, you yeah. know? Yeah. So no, I, I'm with it. There you go. Okay, so that's four. We'll go five. I'll go – sorry, so we'll go three. I'll go Christmas. Okay. I love Christmas. You know, many things that make it such a joyful holiday for kids is it's why I enjoy as well. Christmas carols, lights, gifts, family, you know, spending, really spending really good time with friends and family in your hometown I think is important. Everyone's home for that usually. Uh, as you get older, it changes a little bit, but – um always been a big christmas guy 
Okay. And two, I'm going to go the first weekend of March Madness. So that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, nothing yes, better. I agree. And it has changed now that I cover a team. You don't get to watch as many games because I'm always, except for this Well, year. My, my perspective is different because I don't cover it. So yeah. I absolutely love it. And I was really looking forward to the man tower during those days, but I was robbed of it by the coronavirus. And honestly – UNC fans might like might not like to hear this. I was looking forward to it more than ever because UNC wasn't going to make the tournament, so I was going to be able to watch, you know, yeah. class, do the class thing, two TVs, you know, watch all the games that Thursday, Friday, and especially come to Saturday, the Man Tower. Yeah, it might have been a possibility, but we'll never know. Um, I used to take those days off from work when I had a normal job. Those Thursday and Fridays, um, I know a lot of people do that as well. I want to go to Las Vegas for it one year. Me too. Yeah. Um, Mandate maybe, you maybe, and I, Las Vegas. My, Maybe for my bachelor party. I don't know if you'd be invited to my bachelor party. Um, <laughs> okay, and number one, classic Thanksgiving. You know, it's like someone mentioned, it's, it's Christmas without all the stuff that makes Christmas uh, maybe a hassle. Just football, food, chilling, literally wake up, eat, sit on the couch, watch football, chill, hang out. And then, like, a lot of friends are in town as well. So th- those couple days are nice. Do you but do I- any sh- – I've been away for the last couple Thanksgiving. I've been covering UNC basketball. So I've been in Portland for, the, for two years ago. I've been in Las Vegas. I was in um, Bahamas this year. And I think I'll be in Maui next year. So I'll be four Thanksgivings, not been with my family. So uh, well, other than those Thanksgivings that you've been away, do you get into the early Christmas shopping on, th- on Thanksgiving? rarely black you mean black uh, friday. black friday yeah but now it's been come it's become where people are going out on like six o'clock on thanksgiving day yeah that's kind of a suburban thing so i imagine you do that right <laughs> I, we uh we come up with a plan that usually has us waking up early on friday or maybe just my wife but we've done things where it's like midnight and i drop her off on the you know right outside a store and pick her up and we've done it where we actually mapped out the store ahead of time <laughs> You're a caricature. You're a caricature of a suburban family. Okay. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has their own path. All right. That's it for us on the scoop. Hopefully you enjoyed the Javari Ritzy interview. A little intel there at the top of the podcast and the conversation between me and Don on the top five holidays. Thanks for listening to the scoop. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by T-shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase?